You're listening to Trot the Egg In, a podcast sponsored by Bydell Sports, working closely with Witness Rugby Union Football Club and hosted by Dan and John. Right, mate, so you've just played in a World Cup final, narrowly lost to the Aussies, and uh, a move to Swinton comes about, so talk us through that. Yeah, it was, uh, at the time, I was looking back, um, just a, a really good opportunity, but off the back of the World Cup, um, I got invited down by an old coach, uh, Stuart Wilkinson, to, to take a trial at Whitehaven. Um, so I went on a trial up through pre-season, up to Whitehaven for a couple of months. Um, and then during that, as we were sort of in the middle of that sort of trial, I got a phone call or a message, I think, just to see if I was interested about going down to Swinton. They were they were looking for some some players, particularly a half-back. Um, and I, I actually got to turn it down at the first time. Um, I was sort of quite proud of, of my word and I'd agreed to this, you know, trial at Whitehaven. I was sort of giving that everything. So I just had to say, look, this is my situation and um, the person that spoke to fully sort of we left it there and obviously one thing led to another it didn't work out up at Whitehaven and I sort of got in contact with the guy and spoke to him and he put me in touch with Watto and after a conversation um, Watto invited me down to training so I just sort of come down no promises made um, just come and join him with training and, and see how I got on from there so Went down after a you know a couple of training sessions. They were like, look, you know, there's no contracts. The situation that they were in, um, but we want to offer you a pay as you play contract. So I was like, I couldn't turn that down. It was you know an opportunity to go and play in the championship at what I class as you know a professional environment, yeah, um, at a good level and and test myself at that sort of level and get that experience. And absolutely nothing to lose, mate. No, nothing. Um, obviously, it was it meant a sacrifice in, in other areas that you know that I was finishing off some opportunities with the the student rugby league. Um, I was lucky enough to go on a tour at the end of that 2014 season over to South Africa. Um, again, another unbelievable opportunity to go to one of the be- most beautiful places I've ever been to, Cape Town. Um, but that was at the back end of season that we had ups and downs obviously with Swinton they were they were relegated due to different um changes in the system but I was fortunate to get a, a contract for the following season. Right mate so when you when you get offered like these trials which basically it was wasn't it a bit like you've gone down you've trained and you've showed them what you've got really so how yeah. did the day how did they come through you so did they come through an intermediary that reaches out to you? Did he come direct to you? Well, I think at the time, um, it was just a conversation with myself, uh, Ian Watson, who was player coach at Swinton at the time, yeah. um, and sort of a club a club official who was in charge, you know, giving permission to the coach to, to sort of have a conversation. And, you know, I wasn't anybody that would have an agent. Why would I, I need an agent when I was playing University Rugby League and Amateur Rugby Union and I was just given this opportunity that you know, I'll probably use my dad and my mum as, as an agent as such to ask their advice but um, yeah, at the time I think it was just, you know, we want to give you an opportunity there's no money up front if you play some games, you know, there's a little bit of cash right. um, you know, as a 
as an incentive, as a, a reward, you know, for for making appearances. Um, but there was no sort of formal process at that moment in time. I think as things progressed and other clubs were interested and I went down the line and became noticed by other clubs. Yeah. Um, agents are then watching and, and identifying players and you know, asking questions, do you have an agent? Would you like me to represent you? And that sort of opportunities then, because other clubs and the bigger clubs will speak to agents before the beginning yeah. of a season and before ourselves to see yeah. what players are available for the following season. Right. And um, and sort of start recruitment in that May, June time. Okay. So are they are Swinton still playing at Airwood Road at this point, mate? And where was your training base and where lads where were lads from that you were playing with and who who were the lads you were playing with? Yeah, so after that first season there was there was quite a quick changeover. Watter had left. I think he joined Salford um, in a full-time capacity, um, but had left Swinton and that was sort of all done and we moved on and, and John Duffy had come in as a coach and sort of changed the, the environment and the mentality of the of the squad of, of Swinton and brought in a lot of lads similar age to myself and younger that had probably been in a similar environment that we'd been let go or you know, we've been deemed to be surplus to certain Super League sides that they would come out on a year loan and they'd, or they'd left been released and we'd sign them up and, and give them that opportunity to, to prove themselves. We were obviously in League One at the time. Yeah. But there was a lot of players that through that couple of years at Swinton that had come through the likes of Liam Marshall, obviously playing at, at Wigan. Um, he'd spent a full season, got offered an opportunity at Wigan to go full-time. Um, Rodri Lloyd, who's I think he's captain there now at Swinton, come from that professional environment into Swinton and really brought that next level of training and that intensity. There was, you know, there's a lad who's just retired, Sean Robinson, who was one of the toughest wingers that I've played with. And, you know, the couple of occasions I played against him, it was absolutely horrendous trying to tackle him. One yeah. of the toughest players to try and get all of his ducking and putting his head in places that you probably shouldn't, but he gets away with it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that environment then changed and it become a really competitive and sort of developing environment that players like myself used as as an opportunity. And we were we were really successful getting promotion in the final back into the championship. And, and I think we were probably a, a little bit unlucky at times in some of the games in the championship that we weren't more successful yeah so touching on that promotion mate it was at your own ground with big family turning out on it and there's a good picture here isn't there in the stand with everybody yeah in the stand it was yeah. I think it was one of the first times I'd gone back to witness and played at the stadium since I'd left um, and you know it was fortunate that it was in witness and that all my family you know could turn out and yeah it was a really good game for you know, for the the team, and we started really well, and and Keithley came back into it, um, and we were lucky that you know we sort of won by I think three points in the end. A win's a win, mate, isn't it? A win's a win. Drop goal yeah. to to, to stand up to see from Mister Atkin these days, mate. An interception and a dropping in it. Yeah, always. So, in, um, do you know when when you saw you're in League One or the Championship? Can you tell the difference between lads that, without being rude to them, get signed from Conference sides? from lads that drop from Super League is that is can you tell the difference in the quality and the professionalism or 
is, I think is it... it's difficult probably to put, you know, you, you, not that I wouldn't want to put people in different brackets, but yeah. I think the part of the recruitment that, that John had at the time was there wasn't a lot of money. Yeah. So he had to be very, you know, careful about what plays he's recruiting into this environment that he was trying to create that, you know, he was taking in these players that had been binned off or had a reason of a point to prove or he believed that given the opportunity and the coaching that he was willing to put in could help those players and we could have a really successful team. Yeah. And some of those pre-seasons for being part-time and training on a Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday morning were some of the hardest sessions that I've, I've still ever done to this day. Right. Um, because of the competitiveness of the players that he was bringing in. You know, it wasn't bringing in players, you know, that were were coming in and just, you know, strolling in and wanting to, to relax and not fight. He was bringing in people who'd come through like an, a Wigan Academy system and Wigan had and still do one of the, the top academies in the country yeah. and producing a lot of players that are in the side now that are proving that if you can stick with youth and put the effort into them, you can pay off and be top players in Super League, not just within the Wigan Academy. Yeah, so um, it's more about character than the Billy Big Balls, mate. Yeah, definitely. And then around that, there was, you know, we picked out a few older heads who'd been around the leagues to guide us, you know, around the field. And um, one of the toughest blocks that I've played with, Mike Morrison. Um, yeah. You know, never sort of, when I I knew him, you know, looked at as a as a professional, wanted to be a full-time but when he trained, he trained, and when he played, he crossed that line, and it was like a switch. Um, on the field, he would lead, and he would put his body on the line for anyone. Yeah. Right. So at the back end of that, mate, because let's not be around the bus. Swinton was a successful spell for you, put you in a shot when the interest come, mate. Then it's so where did that interest come from, and how does it approach you? Um, so yeah, obviously coming towards the end of the Swinton career or at the minute anyway um, that time at Swinton it was it was quite difficult, there was a lot of rumours about financial problems um, circling and you know it's fortunate that I, I'd got an agent at the time and Hulky had been relegated obviously that season and were the standout team in the championship um, and a, a, an opportunity came about that after we played them they got in contact and I had a conversation with um, with my agent that he'd said, look, Hulky are interested. There was a few other clubs that were, you know, asking about the following season. Yeah. But Hulky had come in and said, we want him now. I think they'd had a couple right. of injuries. They needed that extra half back in his cover. And, you know, they were going into a mid-late campaign to try and get promoted back to Super League. And if they could probably get one or two more players in before the deadline, they were willing to do it. Okay. Um, so at the time... I got a phone call off Tim Sheens and, you know, me and said, Tim's going to ring you and have a conversation. So I had a chat with Tim. He was, you know, sort of explained that if you were going to come in this season, it wasn't necessarily going to guarantee I was going to play. It was potentially that backup role, but, you know, moving, you know, a two-year contract to, to go over to Hulk R and potentially get that Super League opportunity that I wanted. Um, right. I probably hadn't thought too much about. I just was focusing on being successful at Swinton at the time, but I did have that in the in the back of my mind. And yeah. so once that sort of had that conversation, I think I was set that 
that was where I wanted to go. Um, you know, that opportunity was too good to turn down, but I also had a commitment at Swinton that we were getting towards the end of our season and not in a position where we were safe from relegation. Yeah. And I had a conversation with John and said, look, I want to stay. I don't, I'm, I'm signing for the next season and I'm going to be leaving, but I want to stay and I want to make sure that this club are in the championship next season. And, and he was great. He was like, right, you can stay as long as you're fully committed for us for the rest of the season, we can move down the line. But as I mentioned, due to some financial difficulties within the club, um, there was an opportunity that Hockey R could help Swinton out financially. I'd, would I move over to Hull early and go sort of a couple of months earlier than planned? Okay. Um, so it probably wasn't, as I said, my first choice, but um, I got to join Hockey R at the end of the championship season and go into a, a sort of mid-late campaign and, and play six or seven games that... Um, you know, I was really grateful for that opportunity and it could also help, you know, Swinton out financially and that was, the, I think, their main issue at that time and thought, thankfully they, they stayed up. Good stuff, mate. So you got the best of both worlds, you got them a bit of cash and they held uh, their own at the end. Yeah. So you're teaching with Swinton now, aren't you? Yeah, so I was, I was working as a teacher. I'd gone through university and was part-time at Swinton and was was teaching, working at Wade Deacon, my old high school, um, after completing my teacher training. So it then, there was a decision to be made. Um, did I want to sort of give up that and, and go full time or was I, I sort of willing to, to stay with my career and keep rugby as a part time um, sort of opportunity? And how were Wade Deacon with you when you made your decision? I actually had a, a, a really good conversation with one of my former PE teachers that worked there and was a, a senior member of staff and he'd come through a rugby league system as a, as a junior and, uh, sorry, not rugby league, a rugby union system and yeah. had sort of similar decisions to make as he was growing up. And, you know, after the conversation we had, we, was, we said that, you know, I can teach when I'm 40. I don't know if next year or the year after I'll, I'll get this opportunity again. Um, and that sort of conversation, you know, after speaking to my mum and dad and other people that be going full time was was an opportunity too good to, to be missed and pass over. Yeah. And uh, in third player to the, was it Mr. Wall? Yeah, so there was Mr. Wall, yeah. uh, Mr. Critchley. Yes. Um Chaz Iamson, yeah. who was there at the time, who was sort of a, a mentor, because um, he'd played at Super League level as well and transitioned sort of the other way at the end of his career. Um, yeah. So I'd had a lot of conversations, you know, with those types of people that, you know, trusted their um, opinion. And unselfishly, they were brutally honest and said it just doesn't come around that often, yeah. obviously, didn't they? Yeah. So uh, throughout all this, mate, there's, there's someone... What's really interested in your in your life regardless of your career? So when and how did you meet Jess and how was she through all this process? Yeah, she's she's followed me around and got a I couldn't thank her enough for for the opportunity that, you know, she sort of gave up and, and followed me over to Hull. But 
yeah, we just, you know, met and witnessed sort of the same age and mutual friends um, and just got chatting. And, you know, one thing leads to another. We started going out um, at the time. I was still at Swinton. Um, you know, I was at Wade Eakin at Swinton. So it was great. We, you know, we both worked in the area. And then as that opportunity sort of came around to go to Hull, it was sort of a crunch time for the both of us that, you know, did were we were we committed to each other and, and were we willing to 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 work out but would it would it you know both both work for each other that you know she had an opportunity and she had a life in witness but this was something that I wanted to do and she, I think she fully understood that and supported that decision that we moved over to Hull um, at the end of that first sort of couple of months at Hull uh, in the off season Jess was lucky that she went and took a, an interview and, and got offered a job at the University of Hull. So we made that sort of commitment and moved over to Hull in the December in time for pre-season. Um, and I'm, I'm forever grateful for, for for that and for everything that she's done for me since. Yeah, so really, mate, I think we just answered my next question that she's generally always been understanding and she's, she's never made it difficult for you. Has she? She's travelled with you, she's moved to Hull, she's moved to Manchester, she's she's fully invested in you and you are with her and yeah. you're both of your careers, isn't it, mate? Yeah, definitely. We've you know, I think we that's one of the things we're really good with each other, that we do support each other and look after each other's interest. It's not, you know, just about the one, it's it's about both of us and, and sort of making sacrifices for each other. I know, you know, at times it can be tough for, for her and for the other partners in rugby league that you know it's a summer sport. A lot of the, the weekends involve around, you know, going to train on a Saturday morning, playing on a Sunday or playing over in Leeds or wherever on a Friday night. Uh, Catalans. Catalans away, going yeah. away for weekends, the schedule not being planned months in advance and then, you know, not going being able to go on holiday. <laughs> yeah, so, no, it's right, isn't it? Or like to lose in the Challenge Cup or whatever. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, she's been, you know, great. I couldn't ask any more from Jess and, you know, even with like the wedding and that was in October, it was, you know, difficult conversations that we both wanted to have it in the summer abroad. Um, and then after different conversations, it just wasn't meant to be for both of us. And, and we decided on a an amazing venue in Liverpool, which was somewhere close, close to all our family and friends that we had a, you know, really good, you know, do a really good wedding at, at one of the best, obviously the best day of my life that, um, you know, special memories together. Yeah, good stuff, mate. It's nice, nice to hear. So we'll go back to to OKR and did you enjoy your time up there and and what's playing in a whole derby like? <laughs> the the whole derby, it's nothing like I've ever ever played in before. And um, you know the 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 noise and the the atmosphere around the city that whole week leading into it is. You know, people warn you about it, but it is next level. The the fans and the club, it just feels different. Um, wearing the shirts to work, you know, walking around the city, the flags are out, and that rivalry is is nothing like I've ever experienced. Right, and who were your good mates from there? Did, did was it easy to fit in, and was you accepted straight away? Yeah, I think especially going in earlier than planned. Um, was better for that next season, for that pre-season. I already had relationships built in. Um, obviously, yeah. going in at the end of a season's 
not ideal. There's, you know, relationships already built, partnerships, but I was welcomed in. The lads knew that I was coming in. I was going to do everything I could to help them achieve a goal that they'd set out from the start of the season, if not months before when, you know, they were relegated in that million pound game. Um, So, yeah, it was really good to settle in. Everyone was welcome. We made some, some really good friends. Myself and Jess have got, you know, friends still over there. We bought a house. Um, George Lawler, one of you know, my really good friends. Um, and then even now, my me, me sister has moved over with her partner. Um, obviously, he's playing for the other side of Hull. Um, right. So we've got a really good link back to Hull and, and somewhere that we, we absolutely love going back to when we can. Yeah, a nice excuse to catch up with people when you're up seeing your sister and that. Yeah, yeah definitely. Thanks for listening to the latest episode of Trot the Egg. We appreciate all your feedback and don't forget to like, subscribe and share the podcast to your friends and family.